Right. Um, if you're not sure what this uh, podcast is about, I would urge you to, to go back and listen to my introductory episode. It's only about six minutes long. Um, but just to you know, give you the cliff note version, basically, we're just here to talk about um, you know, the customer service industry and the and the Karens of the world, and um, to kind of redefine again what a Karen is. Um, it's the it's the one I want to talk to a manager haircut lady. Basically, but it's not always a woman. Anybody can be a Karen, really. I've been one. You've probably been one at one point. Um, you know, it's just those people that that unreasonably lose their mind uh, when they're out in public in a in a customer service situation because you know they're pissed about you know whatever it may be. So really, um, this podcast is to to talk about those encounters, whether you know you've experienced it, you know, at work. Um, dealing with someone like that you've maybe been one of those people um you know maybe share some funny stories and i'll kind of talk about as well what i've done to kind of try to mitigate that stuff and um how i train my people um, to um to help with those kinds of things as well um you know as with every episode just a quick disclaimer uh the the things presented in this podcast are my opinions, my viewpoints, and are not reflective at all of my employer. If you happen to know who my employer is, so um, this is this is my own thing. So um, right now, I'm just kind of winging it. <clears throat> I don't have uh, my first guest lined up yet. Well, I have it lined, have them lined up. They're just uh, wanted to get going on this now. So today, we are just gonna kind of kind of wing it. <clears throat> and you have to bear with me. I am getting over a cold. Um, it's been nagging me for a couple weeks, which is awesome during the holidays, which is my busiest time of year. Um, I work in the movie theater industry, and I've been working in movie theaters uh, pretty much since I was old enough to work. Uh, I started working in uh, a theater uh, back in Kansas City where I grew up uh, back in 1989. <clears throat> um, and then I basically just mainly been doing that uh, with a couple little breaks here and there over the past 30 years uh, but holidays are our busiest times and and that is the uh, when the Karens come out man um, as an example we had one last yesterday I didn't deal with this person uh, directly one of my managers did it was kind of funny because I was just I was sitting in the office talking to a couple of my other managers and she just walks in and and says well you're gonna get a complaint which is what you really love to hear as a general manager um, but apparently this lady, uh, came in hot, like just ready to go, man. And, and started yelling at the box office cashier because she bought, uh, tickets to a movie and my, my theater is reserved seating and she bought tickets thinking that she was buying, uh, tickets for seats in the last row of the auditorium. Um, but instead she bought them in the front row. <clears throat> which is not entirely uncommon, although it is pretty irritating because it does state pretty clearly on the screen um, where where the screen is, on the monitor, where the, the movie screen is. And so, you know, it's hard not to get frustrated when people are losing their mind on you because they made the mistake, which is pretty much, I mean, look, that's pretty much what always happens. You know, people can say all the time, the customer is always right. And, and look, they're, they, they, 
they are to a degree because look they're paying good money to uh to come see a movie or you know it, you know if you're in the retail industry they're paying good money to buy clothes or whatever it is and you know they should get good service um so it's just but it is frustrating when they're the ones making the mistake and then they're they're ripping your head off for it um in this situation you know sometimes it's because people don't um you know don't get out to the movies very often so this is very new to them and they don't think to look i will say that you know my box office cashiers are are pretty good about pointing out uh as they make the sale you know which which part of the monitor is is where the screen is um so that people know where they're buying seats sometimes though people just people don't listen um and this is what happened so this lady bought tickets to the wrong row was really really mad about that uh, manager comes out to talk to her, talk with her, and you know it's fine. We can exchange the the tickets, uh, or at least we hope we can. But it turned out the movie was not sold out yet. But that does become problematic if the movie is already sold out. And in my particular location, our our stuff sells out really really quickly, especially this time of year. So um, so the manager's trying to help her, and uh, and then you know of course the system locks up when she's trying to do that. So that just fur furthers uh this this guest's frustration and uh and so she's just getting more and more vocal about the situation and finally the manager was able to to exchange the tickets well then uh the guest goes over to the concession stand we have a cafe and she wants a starbucks and she asked for you know a, a cafe drink and look we're not a full starbucks we don't have baristas working for us we have concessionists and, and it's very very busy and um, sometimes it can just be it can be a challenge for some of these employees that are presented with making a drink that you know potentially they've never heard of before, which is what I think uh, happened with this lady. And I don't know what the drink was, but there was some confusion on on the drink, and the the employee didn't make it right. Which look, mistakes happen. The problem is, is in this situation, uh, this is now the the second or even third issue because really the first issue is she bought tickets for the wrong row. The second issue is that it took too long to exchange her tickets, so now she's even more pissed because uh, in her mind, this has taken 30 minutes, even though it's only taken maybe a few minutes. And then the drink was made incorrectly. Um, and so then the lady just goes right the fuck off on this employee and manager um, and starts yelling and screaming and stuff like that. Well, the manager, this is one of my um, top managers at this theater, and um, – you know, she's really doing everything she can to try to, to de-escalate this situation. And she even offered to remake the drink for the woman. She offered to get her uh, some passes, and the woman just wasn't having anything of it. And basically told the manager, she said, you know, look, this is, this is the absolute worst experience I've ever had in my life, and I'm never coming back here again. And it's like, you know, it, it's just so hard not to roll your eyes at these people and, and – Furthermore, it's really hard not to just go off on them sometimes, but um, you know, obviously you can't do that. So uh, the manager, you know, did what she could. Guest goes in the auditorium, and the manager actually—I uh, thought this was this was a really good idea. The manager went ahead and made the drink again anyway, remade it anyway, and um, and took it into the woman and gave it to her. Um, woman didn't say thank you or anything like that. She just said, you know, I'll be going through your corporate office because I think. Uh, the manager offered to give her my information um, and even said that I was there. She said, no, thank you. I'll just go to your corporate office. And so the manager's like, all right, well, have fun with that. And the irony in this situation is that she's going to go through the corporate office and then it's going to get kicked to me anyway because I'm supposed to handle 
all customer complaints, regardless of whether it goes to the corporate office or not. So, um, so anyway, manager comes in the office, tells me the story, and uh, so I look at the schedule. The movie's going to get out about six forty-five. So, I basically plant myself in front of the auditorium uh, to make myself available and sort of be proactive in, in trying to. Um, potentially de-escalate the situation before it needs to go to corporate because one of the responsibilities I have and one of the um, expectations is that um, you know I need to keep complaints from going above my head um, so when it goes to the corporate office that doesn't look good because obviously I should have been able to handle the situation at my level so excuse me um, so I waited and waited and waited and never uh, she either uh, I either missed her which I, it is tough because I thought I got there right when it let out, um, or she saw me and didn't want to deal with me, or she's okay. And sometimes that'll happen. I think sometimes we see a lot where, you know, someone's losing their mind over something, and uh, and then simply after having, you know, two hours of watching their movie, they have that time to calm down a little bit and realize that maybe they overreacted. Um, it's really nice when those kinds of people. Um, actually come out and apologize which is which happens not often but it happens and maybe it happens in your all's um, industry uh, as well but I do think those kinds of situations are few and far between because I think what happens is people get embarrassed you know by their behavior and things like that and I, I know I have when I was younger and I had a much uh, worse temper than I do now uh, I, I, I've been known to uh, lose my shit a little bit on people and in retrospect, I'm very embarrassed by it. Um, and maybe the stuff that I deal with nowadays is just karma for the bullshit that I did when I was younger. Um, now I just – I get angry for uh, employee – like when I'm at the grocery store, if I see some cashier that's getting her head ripped off from some customer, um, I actually get really angry for that that cashier. And I've actually – I have said things to people before, um, you know, like to the effect of like don't talk to her like that, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I would encourage anybody to step in and do that kind of thing, obviously within the parameters of not getting your ass whooped. Um, so anyway, uh, so that was an example just yesterday of a, of a Karen, of a situation where yeah, it was completely unreasonable for this woman to, to, to lose her mind the way that she did. Um, you know, Every single one of those things, A, is pretty minor, and B, was solvable. Um, you know, we got our tickets exchanged. It it really didn't, in the scheme of things, take that long, and we remade her drink for her. So, you know, it's unfortunate that she considers that the worst experience ever. And really, honestly, if that was the worst experience she's ever had, then good for her because I think she's doing pretty well because I know that uh, I've had, excuse me, bona fide terrible experience, customer experiences. And I'm sure many of you listening can probably relate to that. Um, and you know the thing I was telling uh, somebody yesterday that the thing that I find interesting about people who do this kind of stuff is is it just makes me wonder like what's going on in their world you know and not only that it's like look you you live in I'm in Colorado you live in one of the most beautiful states in this country it was a beautiful day yesterday it's not like you live in a country that's being bombed every day and has you know, violence all over the place. You had the day off. You're seeing a movie. You got to have a Starbucks. Like, you're sitting in a, a reclining seat watching a great movie. Like, I, I don't understand what you have to be that unhappy about. 
Um, but again, I don't really know what's going on in her life. Um, who know, who's to say what really you know triggers people uh, to act the way that they do? But I am saying that I think um, um, kind of managing your response to stuff sometimes might not be out of line. Um, and just, you know, having some perspective on life. And I think sometimes, too, it it sucks because, uh, you know, I just wonder, what if something, like, really bad happens in your life? If you're if you're constantly going to go from, from zero to 60 like that because your coffee was wrong, what do you do in life when, you know, someone tells you that your dog just got run over by a car or that you have cancer or – or whatever you know are you like where is your where's your limit because if if let's let's use yesterday as an example if if that karen's limit was you know that pushed her to an 11 was the wrong row and and a, and a coffee made wrong you know maybe that's maybe that's not an 11 for her maybe that's a four and i really freaking hate to see an 11 um i feel like her head would probably explode so I, it's just i think it's really unfortunate people do that and I do think people get embarrassed by that kind of stuff too I mean I can't tell you how many people I've talked to you know that I've had to call because they submitted a, a complaint or whatever and and when I call them or email them or whatever they their response is like oh my gosh it really wasn't that big of a deal I'm so sorry so on and so forth so it really is nice when that kind of thing happens uh, it doesn't always happen though sometimes people continue to still be uh, very very angry about it so I'm actually curious uh, if this woman uh, does submit a uh, a complaint through our corporate office, and what that's gonna, um, you know, what 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 she's gonna say. Um, you know, the funny thing too is that it's a lot of times when the complaint goes to the corporate office, it's not it's not really about the complaint isn't about the, whatever the issue was at hand. It's not like in this woman's example, it's not gonna be um, that the tickets were wrong, and it's not gonna be about the coffee. At some point, somehow. It's going to be that we were rude, um, even though knowing the manager, this manager, the way I do, I'm, I'm going to tell you for a fact there's no way she was rude. I mean she is one of the more soft-spoken, very polite, very professional uh, managers who really does go out of her way to, to take care of um, all of our customers, um, and she just she's just very, very good at her job. So um, if she was rude, then I don't even know what to say. But uh, – but that's what the complaints ultimately end up being about a lot of the times, which sucks because it's hard to make a case to those above me sometimes, especially when you're dealing with someone who really, really is losing their mind and um, and just going off and you're trying to make a case to your boss about like, look, we did everything right. But when they're saying that your your team was rude, it's, it can be really difficult to defend against that. Now, if you have a, if you have a solid reputation within your company, you have a very good history of, of really uh, – solid customer service and things like that um, you know obviously you can get the benefit of the doubt but if over time you know you continue to get those types of complaints your credibility definitely um, drops a little bit and uh, you know it all depends I think too on the, on the market that you're in you know I've, I've lived all over the country and worked all over the country and uh, some areas are simply just better than others uh, I think the area that I'm in right now tends to be a little more um, sensitive I think to uh, especially to tone of voice, to body language, um, things like that. Whereas um, there's other parts of the country I've lived in. Like I lived down in um, El Paso a long time ago, and uh, 
and people down there, man. I mean, not that you not that you try to get you're not trying to get away with anything, but you can you can essentially just be more casual and and you just don't have to be as mindful about um, your especially like your tone of voice and how you respond to things. Like let's let's take a uh, policy that we have. Um, so um, we have a, a a no outside food or drink policy. Let's use that as an example. And so, you know, I, for those of you who may not know, in the movie theater industry, we we're not really in the movie business. We're in the the food and beverage business. We make our money off of you buying concessions. Okay, you know, the popcorn, the coke. You know, my particular location has a f like a full kitchen, so we sell burgers and wraps and pizza and all that kind of stuff. But that's where we're making our money, right? So it's not in our best interest to allow you to bring in a pizza from Domino's or a sub sandwich or whatever it is. So, and we enforce that policy pretty strictly. But when you enforce policy, uh, guests don't, they don't get it sometimes. And especially out here, they, they simply think when they hear you try to enforce your policy, and we really do try to be as nice as we can possibly be. Um, but we just, we're firm as well. And once you do that, it's not, again, it's not about the policy. It's about you were. It's about you. The, you were rude to them, um, and really, what it comes down to is they didn't get what they want. Um, and I, you know, I, welcome to the land and age of entitlement. But, uh, but in other areas of the country, it's not. It's not like that. In some parts of the country, um, you, you know, you can t basically tell somebody to pound sand, and they'll, and and they'll do it. Um, and you don't get any complaints about it. it. Just sort of depends. And I think there's some parts of the country too where, it's. It's okay. There's just sort of that mindset of it's not necessarily rudeness. It's just um, it's just directness. It's the way people talk. Uh, may sound rude to people like let's say if you're you know people in the Midwest. It may sound rude to people in the Midwest, but let's say if you're on the East Coast or something like that, where they're a little bit um, faster paced and they just have that kind of um, more aggressive mentality. Uh, it goes both ways, you know. The get both the customer and uh, those in customer service essentially can talk to each other that way, and it doesn't really create complaints. Not always, but a, a lot of the times it can be like that. And I have colleagues that talk about that kind of thing a lot. Um, it was definitely a lot different uh, 20 years ago, uh, especially like when I first started as a manager. Um, I the complaints were a lot different, and and the tendency for people to unload on you uh there just it wasn't as much volume as there is now and it was busier back then i mean i used to work at a theater that um you know we saw a couple million people a year in customers um, whereas now it's just it's not nearly that many anymore for a variety of different reasons but that the point is that even with a much much higher volume of customers i actually received a lot less complaints and definitely the intensity of those complaints wasn't nearly as high um, I mean, I'm telling you, man, the, 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 just the sheer intensity of wh at, at which people come at you, uh, will definitely blow your hair back. Um, hold on, I gotta take a drink. <coughs> so, um, and I want to say that, that it's definitely heightened in the last, uh, probably like the last 10 years or so, although I did used to work at a theater in California, and it was in a, uh, a gated community, very, very high-end, wealthy community, and this theater, this particular location was always understaffed because 
we're in this area where you know our, our workforce is primarily teenagers and so uh, you know we're, we're always hiring people that are you know a lot of kids that are in high school and stuff like that and this is just a part-time job for them um, but in a community like that it'd be very very tough to find help because their parents are rich and so unless their parents are making them go get a job um, it's just it's just tough to find people and so at this particular location I, I was massively understaffed I probably had a quarter of the amount of, of employees that I really needed so because of that that in and of itself uh, created a lot of, of guest service issues um, because you just have long lines all the time you just don't have the personnel to be able to handle uh, concerns um, to keep the lines down to keep things clean uh, you know on and on and on and on so I mean it was just every single day I was getting yelled and screamed at and uh, and that was really intense now that's kind of a one-off situation because it's you know it's not it's just it wasn't always like that I worked at other theaters uh, before and after um, you know and, and as long as you had proper staffing then then everything was fine uh, but man it it was pretty terrible and that's why you know I, I kind of briefly mentioned in my intro episode about um, you know one of the reasons I created this podcast too is to uh, for listeners to be able to you know we can kind of commiserate about different experiences and things like that but also you know I have a lot of sympathy and empathy for people out there who go through these challenging uh, customer situations and I even and I even briefly mentioned uh, the possibility of even PTSD which I know sounds extreme but look man I really think there's something to it because you know you I, I truly feel like you can only get yelled at so much so many times before you, it starts to really affect you and uh, you know look I'm already someone who who uh, hopefully this isn't TMI but I'm already somebody who struggles with anxiety quite a bit and and uh, when you combine that already high level of anxiety with um, uh, you know just basically getting yelled at for the past 30 years um, that it just can wear on you and I think that's you know sort of furthered my anxiety so any of you out there that uh, are struggling with the same thing I don't you know I think it's safe to say that you're you're not alone and so again that's why that's why I wanted to do this is just to kind of speak to those of you who who are going through that kind of stuff and then and then for the rest of you who, who maybe don't have that that heightened anxiety from it uh, I'm sure you can still relate and and still commit you know kind of commiserate about uh, you know some of these stories that we'll have uh, and things like that I do have a uh, the my first guest or guests depending uh, is gonna be coming soon actually we're gonna be recording it on Christmas Eve uh, it'll be my uh, two younger kids so my 16 year old daughter and my 17 soon to be 18 year old son and they're both in the customer service industry as well my daughter actually works for a movie theater as well not my theater uh, she actually works for my competition and then uh, my son works at a uh, an independently owned pizza joint uh, here in Colorado, and so they're going to come on and and just like today's episode, we're really going to wing it. Uh, be patient because you know they're teenagers. Um, we'll see if my daughter actually comes on. She can be pretty shy, but once you get her going, uh, she can be pretty funny. My son is hilarious. I say that now and then watch him not really say anything when he comes on. But I think it should be a lot of fun. Um, I think it'll be, it'll be a cool way to start with a couple of guests that obviously I I know, I know really well, uh, and it'll help me kind of ease into ease into doing this. I've never done a podcast before. If I'm 
if I'm babbling and rambling on about nothing, I, I apologize. I'll get the hang of it, so try to hang in there with me. Um, I definitely want to hear from you. Um, if you have ideas uh, for topics, um, obviously related to the Karens of the world and customer service in general, if you have stories you want to share, if you'd like me to kind of talk about them on the episode, um, share your story, and then kind of, I, I'd love to hear like how you handled it, and then I could give my own thoughts on how I would have handled it. Uh, certainly, we can laugh about them. Um, it's not my intention necessarily to, to truly make fun of customers, um, but I think it's maybe okay to, to get a laugh or two out of it, uh, because I think if you can't laugh at this, then we're, we're taking ourselves way too seriously. Um, uh, so, and then, you know, if you want to be a guest, I'd love to hear from you as well. So you can email me at Karen isn't always right, uh, at gmail.com, leave out the apostrophe, or you can even text me 720-371-6154. Either way, um, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, kind of a cool thing about, um, the podcast that I'm going to record on Christmas Eve, um, that'll be my first, I guess, official podcast with a guest. And, uh, one of the things that led me into really wanting to do a podcast is I am a huge, huge, huge fan of Joe Rogan's podcast, the Joe Rogan experience. Um, I've, I've lost track of how many episodes I've listened to, but I think he has somewhere near 1400 episodes. And I think I've listened to, oh, I don't know, over 500, I think I have a, an hour long one way commute to work. So two hours a day I'm on the road. Um, and that's, that is a lot of what I listen to. It's not the only one, but he's definitely been a big inspiration to me. Um, and anyway, I bring that up because uh, not only did he was he motivating in me wanting to start a podcast, partially because he said, I you know his own words were I think anybody everybody should have their own podcast, um, but uh, also um, uh, Christmas Eve will be the ten year anniversary of when his podcast started, and so I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, he uh, he really talked a lot. He talks a lot about how he really th- he's a firm believer in. And everybody probably has something to say, and everybody should really start their own podcast, even if you don't get any listeners. And and who knows, maybe I won't know. You know, nobody will be listening to this thing, and I'm just talking to myself. But um, look, I've been I've been in customer service for a really really long time, and I just think um, I've had enough experiences, good and bad, um, that I think I have something of value to share. And and I really think there's a lot of people out there, uh, probably much like yourselves, if you're listening to this. Uh, that also uh, have something to share, and um, I just think it could be could be really cool. So uh, I think the toughest part about doing this podcast is that, like many many people, I absolutely can't stand the sound of my own voice. Uh, so going back and listening to these is going to be a challenge for sure. Um, you know, also being really new to this, I you know I've done a ton of research before before doing this one, even this one that you're listening to right now. Um, you know, so I read the entire Audacity manual. <laughs> uh, I've done tons of internet research. I've, I've listened to podcasts about how to do podcasts. I went to a podcast class that was like an eight-hour class um, here in Colorado uh, to learn how to do this. Um, but you know, I'm gonna have to. It's gonna take me a hot minute to get my feet under me and 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 really understand how I want this to flow, as well as you know, if I'm going to edit it, how to edit it, uh, things like that. I mean, I've, I've learned some things, but I don't really know how much editing I'm going to do. Um, I've got a guy working on some graphic art for me so that, you know, I have obviously the cover art and, and um, art for the marketing, you know, social media marketing and stuff like that. And then I've got 
another guy who's gonna who's working on the music for this. So um, hopefully I'll I'll at some point have a nice finished product for you guys so that it'll it'll be somewhat professional. Um, and then you know obviously when there's guests on it, it hopefully won't be me just droning on and on and on. Um, and you'll you'll find some value and some interest in in what I'm saying. It's funny because I went back and. Uh, I started Joe Rogan's podcast all the way over because I think when I started listening, um, it was about, I want to say about two years ago is when I first started listening to him, and he started back in 2009, and so obviously I had some catching up to do, but I didn't I didn't go all the way back to the beginning. I probably started somewhere in the middle, and, um, and then I just kind of bounce around. I'll find different guests that I, I like and stuff. Well, uh the other, I don't know, last week or the week before, I was like, I wonder what he sounded like when he first started this podcast. So I went all the way back to to the very first one, uh, which is, again, Christmas Eve 2009, and it sounded like shit. I mean, it's him and this guy, Brian Redman, who are just sitting around, um, you know, tinkering around with this stuff. They had no idea what they were doing, and so I guess relative to that, this sounds just as good if not better but that was also 10 years ago and i know there's an endless supply of podcasts that you could be listening to that may sound a lot more professional but just so you know i have no money for this and i have zero experience with this but i will get it uh so and if there's anybody out there who wants to to help out uh i'd love to help but you're gonna be doing it for free so um i don't know maybe we could trade you can just come on and on the podcast as a guest and uh, we can talk about it and and do it together i don't know I'm just spitballing, but anyway, the the again the idea is really just to talk about guests, not just uh, Joe Rogan. So, um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I have uh, a fair amount of complaints uh, that people have have received that they've uh, given to me. Um, that you know I can talk about things like that. So maybe I'll find one here in my email. I've had a bunch of people send me stuff. Um, so here's one. You know how I talk about how it's not always the the actual issue that's the complaint; it's the rudeness. And look, I'm pretty hypersensitive actually to um, inconsiderate people and rude and rudeness and things like that. And so um, I kind of get where people are coming from sometimes. Um, I try to be a little more mindful about not losing my shit just because I feel like someone was rude. I try to kind of get past that. I've been meditating a lot, so you know that helps a little bit. So here's one. Uh, let's see. Went into the theater that was told it was pitch black for a while, and then the most rude usher, in parentheses female, which I don't know what that has to do with anything unless it's just trying to identify this person, states, if we want to see the movie, we have to move to another theater and then not – talked to a manager to get a refund she was rude and didn't help anyone when we went to the other theater i'm assuming auditorium when we went to the other theater the movie was already showing we had to wait more time for them to get one restarted and playing this is one of the worst experiences ever with this theater please help so while poorly written which many are sometimes people are writing these in the heat of the moment i've actually received a complaint from someone while they're still there um, so they, they've either emailed it in or they've, uh, they've gone through our company website or whatever. So, uh, who knows? I don't know if this person was sent, this isn't my theater. Um, I don't know if this person was sent to 
just the wrong auditorium, if there was an issue with the auditorium. I do have this, uh, the manager's response to it. So, received the comments about your experience. Wanted to apologize for the rude employee and the mix-up. Ah, there was a scheduling error that was unfortunately not discovered until close to showtime and even after showtime in the other auditorium as you encountered. Once we figured out the problem, we tried to start the correct movie in the auditorium you were already in, but a glitch in the system did not allow that to happen. Our only option was to have everybody move to the other auditorium. I'm glad to hear that we did not restart the movie, but saddened that you even had to go through this to begin with. For sure, yeah. I sincerely apologize. I can assure you this is not typical, as it has never happened in the past, but we will be changing procedures going forward to ensure it never happens again. So that's good. Also, apologize for the rude employee that you encountered. Absolutely no excuse for her behavior, and I'll get to the bottom of that to figure out what happened. You were already inconvenienced with the auditorium, except you shouldn't have to deal with the uh, rude employee as well, which is a good point. Um, as an apology for the disappointing experience, I'd like to send you two passes so that you can come back and watch a movie. And see that your experience is not the norm. I'll drop those off tonight on my way home. If there's anything else I can ever help you with, please feel free to speak to us in person. Um, yeah, so, you know, again, I, you know, this person's already pissed. And, and a lot of times that really, that plays heavily into their perception of the employees. And, and really, it may not necessarily be that the, the, the employee is rude as much as they're just simply not very helpful. And that's, that sucks because as hard as you can try, and I think a lot of you are probably going to be able to relate to this, as hard as you can try to tr have a, a really, really well-trained staff, I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's, you know, you can do everything you can to train them, and then it's up to them, you know, to handle things well. But there's so many different variables that can come into play here. I mean, and, not, you know, I'm not making excuses or anything. Sometimes people just don't do their job well. Um but this employee could have been new. This employee, just like the guest, could have been having a bad day, which doesn't excuse it. I'm just saying this is what happens. Uh, the employee may not have really known what was going on. They were just trying to do their best. Um, you got to also take into account in this situation, like, look, this, this is an usher. Uh, a lot of the ushers tend to lean towards the much younger side. This, this employee could be, for all I know, 16 years old. I mean, my daughter's 16 years old. She works at a theater. I talk to her about it all the time. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty cool because it's her first job. It's my very first job, so we have something to talk about. But, um, you know, sometimes I'll ask her stuff, and she <laughs> she has no idea, you know. I mean, she's still trying to, to learn this job. Like, look, if, if that had been me or, or if it was the GM of this particular building that had dealt with that, it would have probably gone way better because we've been doing this a long time, and we understand all the different options that we can encounter or we can use, we can – um, we know exactly we should know exactly what the problem is and so we can you know speak intelligently about the issue whereas this employee unfortunately probably just has their head up their ass and they just have no idea but then the guest is going to see that as rudeness and really it's just unhelpfulness which can still be perceived as being rude so it's a it's a really bad mix you know because the customer's pissed because their movie's not starting then they get shuffled into another movie all the while the employee has really no idea what's going on the other movie still didn't start I mean, just, you know, talk about a perfect storm of, of shit to, to obviously really piss off this customer. So um, I thought the GM's response was pretty good. This GM is a, is a pretty good friend of mine, and, and she's pretty solid uh, at her job. Um, and yeah, it just stinks that the, the situation even happened. Um, 
you know, it also stinks too. Like, you know, the frustrating thing is when people just go straight to corporate. I mean, we, we've given them so many different ways to contact us locally, you know, and when, when it goes to corporate, then everybody sees that. So, you know, not only do I see it, but my boss, my boss's admin, my boss's boss, my boss's boss's boss, like everybody sees these things and it's not a good look all the time, you know, and I'd rather, as you know, as much as I don't like seeing complaints at all, I'd rather deal with a complaint um, locally uh, than have everybody above me see it. So it's just frustrating when um, when they do that. Um, let's see. Let's let's find another one. Um, she gave me a lot, so cycle through some of them. Yeah. So here's one. Um, this is pretty basic, but it's, it can be common sometimes. Good morning. Went went yesterday to uh, to this theater with a friend uh, to see our movie, and I had a very upsetting experience. The floor was filled with popcorn, and the seats armrests were all sticky from a soda spill. It was so disgusting that we had to leave within 10 minutes of entering the theater. We let some of the employees know of the situation, that he, and they did not seem to care. I hope this improves, as this is one of my favorite theaters. Have a good day. I mean, at least they were nice. They were polite. This obviously doesn't necessarily fall into the quote-unquote Karens of the world, but it's a complaint nonetheless, or a concern, as I like to say, and I put that in air quotes. Um, you know, pretty easy to resolve, obviously. You know, we can just reach out to them, and I'll read the, the manager's response. But, um, I mean, my, my response would be obviously to apologize immediately, you know, and I, I, I like to empathize with a guest, uh, you know, and really put myself in their shoes as to why they might be so upset. In this situation, I mean, it's pretty clear why anybody would be upset with that. Um, it is pretty gross. Now, my question is, is this the first show of the day? Um, if it is, that would upset me even more because that means the janitors from the night before totally missed this auditorium. But then on top of that... That means the management team that opened and was doing an opening walkthrough because we walk every, the whole building before we even unlock doors to make sure that things are clean and safe and things like that. It means that the managers completely missed that as well. Now, if it was between shows, then the ushers just didn't do their job. Um, and then you combine that with, again, a situation where uh, you know this guest informed the employees of the situation and nobody seemed to care. Now, again, that's a perception issue. For all they know, I mean, sometimes it's like an usher. You should, if you're if you tell an usher, hey, this auditorium's dirty, it depends. You know, there's not a lot of context to this, but did they just say, hey, it looks like that auditorium's pretty dirty, and then you just move on with life? Well, they may be like, okay, and then they'll go check it out, but without knowing, you know, all of the context, you know, that employee just may have thought, oh, okay, they're just kind of offhandedly mentioning there's a bunch of popcorn on the floor, and they'll go clean it. They may not understand the degree to which to, to how dirty that auditorium is and how upset that customer actually is right then. Um, and that that's a problem because then the customer thinks, oh, well, they don't really give a shit. So, um, you know, clearly, you know, the, the, the employees should have been like, oh, my gosh, what auditorium are you in? We'll go take care of that right away. I'm a little I, – I think it's interesting that the guest was – they didn't even want to stick around. It's like, was the, was the whole auditorium trashed? Like – you didn't want to talk to him. You didn't want to ask for a manager, maybe, to, and then ask, "Can somebody please come in and clean this auditorium?" I just feel like, you know, if I was the guest, I would have just said, "Can somebody just come in and clean this so I can sit and watch my movie?" But whatever, people are weird. 
Uh, so let's see what the, the manager's response is. Um, my name is uh, blah, blah, blah. I received the comments about your experience and wanted to apologize for the Dunry Auditorium you encountered. I'm going to look into what happened that evening as there's no excuse. Or maybe they came in the, at, at night. Well, anyway, uh, there's no excuse for a dirty auditorium. We should have swept up the popcorn and cleaned up the, sp soda, uh, the spilled soda on the armrest. I do apologize if the auditorium is anything less than spotless, which is unacceptable in my book. Yes, it is. Uh, you mentioned this is one of your favorite theaters to visit. I'm happy to let you know. We'll be doing a renovation, blah, 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 blah. Hope you'll continue to visit. Um, as an apology for the disappointing experience that you provided, uh, that we provided. We'd like to send you some passes so you can come back again and watch a movie and see that your experience is not the norm. If you please provide me name, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a basic response. Um, but as as the manager, I would definitely be looking into that because that's just, that is unacceptable. It's un, it's it's just, there's no excuse for, for why any auditorium should be so dirty that a guest can't stay. Excuse me. Um, so none of these are real crazy responses or uh, complaints. I kind of want to find one that do, 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 do. Hmm. <laughs> okay, this one's funny. So just wanted to let you know that I'm no longer going to your theater in such and such town given their use of red light cameras at this particular intersection it is not worth the risk to frequent the businesses in that development any longer the money that i would have spent at your theater went to their red light enforcement fund and i will no longer spend money in this the shopping center so unfortunately that includes your theater just thought you should know why you've lost an avid moviegoer so i gotta be honest that is one of the stranger uh, customer complaints I've ever heard. I mean, it's like, bro, you. So you're mad at us because you got busted and was given a ticket because you blew a red light, and so you took the time to write us, or write whomever this is. You know, you took the time to write and complain about. Like, I mean, that's just an example of someone who has too much time on their hands, I guess. But like, I don't know. Stop blowing red lights, man. So, you know, the, the manager's response is pretty much what mine would have been. So I received your comments about the red light camera preventing you from frequently, frequently, frequenting, excuse me, our theater. Uh, the cameras are maintained and utilized by the shopping center. Local businesses along this, uh, in the shopping center don't have any jurisdiction on the placement or implementation of the cameras. Any questions or comments regarding the cameras should be directed to the shopping center. Phone, phone numbers on their website. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I mean, why you comp don't complain to me about it? We didn't put it there. I mean, that's, you know, it's not often where um, we have the ability, at least in my in my company, we have the ability to to essentially kind of tell a guest to, to pound sand or kick rocks. Um, this is one of definitely one of those uh, those opportunities, though. Um, and uh, on another, I'll, I'll share another one on a different episode, too, about one that I experienced directly where um, I was able to uh to basically tell a customer to piss off so anyway so there's just a couple um nothing too crazy we can get into some craziness uh down the road so uh i think that's my podcast for today um i hope you guys found it interesting and entertaining but we'll definitely dive deeper as time goes on and 
And like I said, if you've got any thoughts or, or anything, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. So that's it. Yeah.